Absolute radio. Morning, girls. Morning. Oh, morning. Hey, greeti- <laughs> greetings to the queue. I think there's anyone listening in the queue. Oh, possibly. Could Can I say? I, if, I wish we had a live feed of the queue. Listen, I'm obsessed. If you're in the queue and you're listening to this or whatever, do let us know because I'd love a queue. When I say the queue, I mean capital T, capital Q. Yeah. Um, I'd love to have our own the queue correspondent who's yeah. down there. Oh, Brilliant. And let us know if you spot any uh, famous faces. You never know. But I'll settle for any queue anecdotes, any queue-based anecdotes. I, myself, um, two weeks ago, queued um, to see the relics of St Bernadette. Oh. I don't mind a queue. You know how to live, Frank. I'm going to call that a peak you story. Yes. Well, it's about, you know, it's what your priorities are. And uh, I was happy to queue for that. There was a very nice queuing atmosphere, as I'm sure there is in the the queue. How how long was your queue? Well, it wasn't that long. Okay. I queued for half an hour. Oh, fair enough. That's a commitment. Yeah. What annoyed me is I saw uh, Phil and Holly going in uh, (laughs) up front. (laughs) Laminates on. They've got form, haven't they? Yeah, not even Catholics. Couldn't believe it. Just nosy. (laughs) Did you hear the rustling of laminates? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, so I don't... I would say I queued for 18 hours to get Rolling Stones tickets in 1972. I hope I never reach a stage of my life where there isn't something worth queuing for. Do you know what I mean? Mm. There is a purity to it, which I imagine appeals to your Catholicism. I I just think, I bet you it's a great old atmosphere in that queue most of the time. I went actually went and had a look. I did my version. I went and had a look at the queue you see, the other okay, day, yeah. just to see <laughs> what a really big queue looks like. You see, I get queue anxiety. Do you? Yeah. How do and you fare in pret a manger? Well, that's the, the thing. filter throws havoc. I just know that if I joined this particular queue, when I got to the front of the queue, I'd realised there was a much shorter queue, just a couple of queue lines along, very much like in a sort of supermarket scenario where somebody was a lot quicker and more efficient at getting people through the queue. I'd be like, dang you, I should have moved. Well, I had had an incident in the St Bernadette Relics queue. You always Mm. do. They're touring at the moment, by the way. Right. Mm. Um, I think it's mainly thigh bone. There was rumours there could be a kneecap. (laughs) We don't know for certain. (laughs) They don't give you the details. But it was, I mean, I, I don't, I met, I went there in all sincerity and prayed at the le- at the relics. I'm not trying to pretend it was comedy. Um, but I had a woman in front of me, and this is a problem I have in queues. The ones who were looking around at the rest of the queue and stuff. Mm. And ahead of them, people have moved forward oh, and there's a gap of, say, 20 feet. And I'm thinking, would you just... Yeah. Move forward! Oh, already oh. that set me off. That set me off. A slow mover in front and a fast mover behind. That's absolute cue anxiety. Guys, right. I've oh. got an even worse thing. How do we feel? I mean, I don't have to ask how Frank Skinner feels, so let me rephrase this. Zoe, how do you feel about uh, the cue joiners? Oh, I was saving my place in the queue. Oh, yeah, oh. I have one of those. My family are down there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and? and yeah. <laughs> you do, you do get, to be honest, in the St. Bernadette queue, there's a lot of love and, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of kindness going on. No, but the saving the place. Saving the place, I, I'm not on board with that. My wife will do that with for people or, or we'll spot people in a queue that we know and then we'll go, well, should we join them? And I will like, no, no. never, never. I would rather spend my last days in this queue. Wow, respect. 
than do that. I Respect. Just, you're, yeah. a, you're a formal, uh, formal <laughs> I'm curate. I'm a very formal curate. It's been, it's been often it. said of me, Frank. One of my um, queuing... Uh, one of my distinctive queuing activities, because I refuse... Um, firmly to join in with the modern world um, fascination with luggage on wheels and I just carry a bag no. is I do when I queue at the airport I slide it along with my foot oh, along yeah. the ground that, that's a oh. <laughs> every now and again like a horrible dragged Frankenstein eagle foot <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But I do love a queue. I tell you what, if you've got any um, memorable queue anecdotes, if they're from this the queue, that's great. But from any queuing you've done over the years, um, I've got one actually about the Rolling Stones, which I'll share with you soon. The best of Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. So, um, Ultra Magnus guys has been in touch. Oh yeah, Old Mama. I'll start again. Old Mama Mugness. Why am I struggling to say that? You say it. <laughs> old Mama Mugness. It's quite weird to say. No, Old Mama Mugness. Yes. Uh, queued yesterday up at 4am to join it for 6.55am to see HM at 7.10pm. <laughs> Very good work. Home at 9pm. Oh, that's oh. not... That's quite a... But that's, that's someone she'll talk about the rest of her life. That's my view on it. I suspect she will. Mm. I'll tell you what I would queue. I'd queue to see the new king sign an official document. <laughs> With a bick. Well, because one of the highlights uh, of the week, mm. and obviously it's been a difficult week for the country in many ways, but the king. I'm calling him the king because there's this thing of king, calling him King Charles. Oh, that king. Mm. <laughs> You know, you know what I mean? It's, you can just call him the king. Also, I heard on Absolute News, they said, oh, and King Charles's car is all right. And I thought, I don't like Charles's. <laughs> <laughs> do you? Charles's. What do you think? Charles's. Yeah, too, too many, many ashes, yeah. yeah, it's like a hive, some sort of beehive. Mm. At the there end. is something strange, though, if the previous person with your job title was Charles II. I know, I mean, it looks quite, quite different. <laughs> Looks quite different. Um, um, but, yeah, he was... Uh, I'm just calling him the king. I mean, you know, I, get used to it. But you quite... Did you quite like it? It almost felt like I was in some sort of 1840. It was like, God save the king! God save yeah. the king! Yeah, I but you know it. what? I think we've established on this show I'm a bit of a git. And it's good for me to have people in high places So I think, yeah, yeah I get that. And I was watching the first signing of documents when he became king. And it's, I can't really do it on the radio because a lot of it was gestures. But I don't have a silly little tiny table for two massive documents and an inkwell and some pens. So he was just, get, get this. I thought he was going to throw it at the bloke. And I know that look from an assistant when they look oh, at you blankly that like that. And you're thinking, it was a, such a case of one job. You got one job. Just give me enough space to sign this. Anyway, the other day in Northern Ireland, best of all, he's given a pen, the king, mm. that leaks. Oh. oh, man. And he says, oh, God, I hate this. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then he says, forgive this, it's a quotation of the king, so it's all right. I can't bear this bloody thing <laughs> and it's the, the zinc all over his things are the best of all for me I'd like this on a t-shirt <laughs> every stinking time <laughs> oh man rage yeah 
But what's the aides doing? One pen required to sign your name and it's leaking. Every stinking time is your absolute... Every stinking time. You go away. You shouldn't use the Sharpie. They've got to be sacked, those people. But it's difficult. It's a problem because obviously we know my mother had a rule, no biros. Yeah. Oh, oh she, your mum too. Oh, she hated biros. <laughs> she would never, ever, ever sign your name with a biro. It's, no. it's, she thought it was rude. Just quills. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't allowed. We had to have so we always had pens in the house. She just thought if you're si- you know when you're signing books to friends and things. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'm, I mean, oh, when yeah. I'm not here. <laughs> I'm sat at the front of my own queue of people waiting <laughs> for me to sign. No, I mean, my... when you're giving someone a book. No, so no, fair enough. To Zoe, I thought, you, you know, the, an inscription. She thought that, so it's things like that. You have to have a fountain pen for that. But I do, it is a messy business. I know, but mm. it's the king signing an official document. Check the pen out. Have mm. a look at it. Mm. Don't just stand around. Do you still got those little cartridges in a fountain pen? You can, you can no, do that. Or, or you can sock it straight out of the, out the jar. The, yeah, there's, oh, there's, that's, there's an option. There's a lot If you've got go one of those there. little plungers, well... Did Quink make anything else other than that? Because they were quite... Do you remember Quink? Uh, of course, yeah. But that was all they made. Yeah. That's enough, is it? <laughs> Ink? I mean, it's, it's fairly... I well imagine used. Them sitting around going, this will never run out. It'll always be popular. But honestly, they might as well have given him a baby squid for what they gave him. <laughs> Ink all over the place. Every stinking time. Absolute Radio. The best of Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. I just saw footage of uh, David Beckham in the queue on the telly. No footage of me in the St Bernadette uh, queue, no. I noticed. No. Somewhere, you'll be on a CCTV camera well, somewhere. Oh, yeah, it's not the same, is it? Just kicking your bag <laughs> forward. Not the same. Also, I just saw the king in full uniform. I bet they'd get the pens right when he's got the sword on. Oh, oh, they they get the pens right today, he's wearing the sword. You don't want any leaking. Imagine if the sword... Right! Who <laughs> <laughs> oh, use this pen? Every stinking oh, time. That'd be great. Uh, Frank, we've heard from our wonderful readers... Did I tell you when I met Prince Charles, by the way, when he, when, when he was Prince Charles? No, but I insist you do. I met him a few times, um, but I actually went to Clarence House... Ooh. for a, a King James Bible anniversary um, event where he dished out the Bible, so they still got that. Anyway... Um, <laughs> Did he sign it? He said to me... Um, I think he has signed it. <gasps> oh. But anyway, he said to me... Um, yeah, well, the pen was all over the yeah. place. Now, he, um, he said... Um, are you on um, YouTube? <laughs> I said, well, I am on there, but I haven't put my... He said, oh, I've, I've got my own channel now just this week. And he said, um, he said I was reading some of the comments. Oh. And I said... Oh, don't do that. I said, <laughs> I said exactly what I said. Really, don't, don't read the comments. And he said, well, I said, no, honestly. And this is, I, have, I always thought I only said this because he was a prince. I said, I beseech you. <laughs> do not read. When I said it, I thought, what am I saying? Oh, beseech. That's fabulous. At least but, you avoided saying thee. 
But whatever you think of the royal family, just human being to human being, I did mm. not want him to look at the comments on his YouTube. YouTube, because you can imagine some of the horrors you that have been. You don't want to be reading what Wyoming 64 has to say. No, no, no. Nobody no. does. No good will come of it. But he said, um, um, maybe I'll get my assistant to vet them. So I said, I think that's, that's, that's a very good really, idea. really. Obviously, yeah. we've now established his assistants are basically rubbish, but um, <laughs> even so. Hard to sort of imagine. Prince Charles, as he was, sort of sitting there, flicking through his iPad, looking at the comments that people are like, how dare they? <laughs> <laughs> no, but he'd be, he'd be upset, wouldn't he? It'd be, it'd be horrible stuff. I remember on the way in, I looked at my phone, and you know when you're offered Wi-Fi? Yeah. Mm. And it said um, it was something like, Majesty one two one or something like that came up. I was his, got it got off with his Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh, I'd love it if he had a humorous, slightly cheeky. You know when people give Wi-Fi silly names. Yeah. I always lose about twelve percent respect for my neighbours when I see that. Yeah. Like there was one a whole twelve. It is about twelve because it just takes the edge off. It's like things like two gals. Two gals, two oh. gals, two gals and a guy, wife. And I don't act that, and I think, oh no, come on, just call it something sensible. I think yeah. I had a neighbour had a, their password was, or their neighbour was their um, Wi-Fi was um, Hillary Clinton's private server, <laughs> which always made me laugh. Really? Yeah. Oh well, they'd gone the extra mile. Mm. We've heard from the outside world, Frank. Can I briefly share this with you? We have more, more incoming. 597, Simon of Sudbury, one of our regulars, as you know. In a former life at boarding school, my friend Donal... Oh, Sir mm. McIntyre. ..suddenly swung round from his desk in front of me, grabbed my royal blue quink ink and drank it. Oh, I asked man. why. He said, from his newly painted blue mouth chin and neck that he was thirsty he suffered no ill effects that's Simon of Sudbury wow <laughs> I bet he left his mark on various places after that <laughs> well, lovely I don't want to even want to think every about stinking it. time yeah <laughs> it's good that he suffered no ill effects he's quink the um, which that was like most people's ink of choice quink mm. does it now have to be called kink <laughs> oh, lovely. Oh, interesting thought. <laughs> the best of Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. She's all right, Frank. <laughs> oh, she's still standing. Isn't she's, I think she's, yeah. <laughs> she's still standing. <laughs> Elton, you're right. Well, you just seem a bit. Okay. Elton, all right. Question. Why does Elton, he's quite extreme spectacles wearer. Yeah. A, he only does square or round. Nothing in between. Oh, he must have done uh, stars. <laughs> <laughs> he must have done stars. Back in the day, yeah. he did everything. Mm, he certainly did. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean? He's quite, he like, he's a statement spectacles wearer. Yes. So either very square or very it's Based round. on the windows in play school. <laughs> his glasses have to fit through. <laughs> Wasn't there a house? There was a house in the paper once that looked like Elton John. It was a thatch cottage <laughs> with square upper <laughs> windows and it really looked like Elton John. Well, you told me that all the mums in your school playground growing up looked like Elton they, John. They, all, they did look like later Elton John, yeah. 
You know the people, the yummy mummy, that didn't exist in Birmingham in the 60s and 70s. Oh, did they not work on that? They, they, they look the like Sir Elton in big coat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we love them. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So, uh, yeah, I don't know where we got to that, but it doesn't matter. Okay. Who cares how we got to it, as long as we got there. Exactly. That's, that's what Roald Amundsen, I remember, said to me once. Extraordinary. <laughs> okay. So, um, I was uh, driving down Park Lane last night. Fancy. Very nice. And ironically, I couldn't find anywhere to park. (laughs) (laughs) And that's deliberately misleading people, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Emily asked me, uh, not not five minutes ago, if who was Daryl DK? Well, I was intrigued by a video, a West Brom player... He's a West Brom player, I know that yes. much. But there was a video that seems to have gone viral of him. Well, yes, Daryl DK, he made a confession this week, um, which I think you particularly will like, Emily, you being a, a, a fashion goddess mm-hmm. of old. Yeah. Less of the Less old. Less the old, thank you. Um, that uh, Daryl, who arrived at the Albion, what would it be, about eight months ago, I suppose, something like that, mm. and uh, got injured almost immediately. Mm. And Where did he then, come from? Uh, Barcelona? Uh, from, he's playing in uh, the MSL, is that what they call it? The American League? Oh, OK, yeah, I yeah. know what you mean. So, Major Soccer League, yeah, yeah so, so he's playing out there. But he looked, he looked the part, he looked like he was going to be great, so he got injured and then he started this season, thank goodness he got over it, he got injured again. Oh. oh. So he's had time to, you know... Reflect. ...think about stuff, go on social media. And one of the things he's confessed to, he's having been here for eight months. When he first arrived, he went out and got all his his stuff so so he could wash his clothes in his lovely flat Mm. and all that. And he accidentally, he realises now that for the last eight months he's been washing all his clothes in dishwasher (laughs) fluid. He's got the old Powerball going on. Yeah, somebody said, on Twitter I think he said he's arriving at the training ground smelling like a Finnish Powerball. But he had no idea. So I don't know what that, um, I wonder if he gets those lumps of pasta. You know those lumps of pasta sauce that just never come off in the video? do them separately with your fingernail. I hate that. Well, I've only just discovered the the whole salt thing. Oh, the salt? What is that about? (laughs) Somebody said, I said, oh, it's not not cleaning properly. They said, oh, if if you put the salt in. I said, no, no, I'm not talking about the Victorian wash house (laughs) that I have in my cellar. I'm talking about a a dishwasher, a 21st century dishwasher. (laughs) Now you have to put salt in. I bet Daryl DK didn't know that. He's probably put his washing machine. Salt, that's salt. Yeah, we're cooking fish and chips in his dishwasher. <laughs> exactly. This is the best of Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Oh, here's. I, I, can I point out something I said this week? Sure. It shows me to be something of a buffoon. Really? You know, when you meet, I'm always, you know, I try to contribute in uh, conversation. Oh, I'm always. You certainly do. I went to make an effort. And I met Beth England, who mm-hmm. is um, a footballer of some note, Chelsea and, ironically, England. And uh, there Lovely was a... use of ironic, Alanis. There like was him. a Mike England who uh, played for Wales, if you remember him. Anyway, so I met Beth England, quite exciting, England player. 
And I was asking her about... I mean, when I first became aware of women's football, um, Doncaster Bells were one of the big teams. And I said, I didn't, don't really hear of them now. And she said, I used to play for Doncaster Bells. And I said, are you from up there? And she said, I'm from Barnsley. And I thought, I've got to have a... Bar-. And I said, that is a weird coincidence. I had a Barnsley chop. <laughs> For lunch. You didn't today. say that. <laughs> that was my... Frank, why did you was, say that? What a small world, I said. What, then after I thought, what am I talking about? <laughs> I think that's really weird, Frank. I know, she must have thought, really? Imagine the equivalent... What would be the equivalent if you said you're from Birmingham? If she'd have come up to you and said... She said, yeah, we've got we've got pollution where we live. <laughs> um, um, the way she looked at me, I don't know, to, I assume she knows what a bar, but maybe she doesn't know what a Barnsley chop is. Maybe in Barnsley it's not a thing, they just call it a chop. It's just quite You a know a Barnsley thing. chop, you're looking at me confused. No, I don't, I don't. I only know because he always goes on about Barnsley chop. It's like a double, it looks like um, a, a, a game, do you, do you game at all? Well, of course. It looks like if you can imagine a game controller, you know, the handset made yeah. of meat. I can. Yeah. Keep, that's what, keep that's, talking. That's what it looks like. <laughs> Lady Gaga. If they ever bring out a game where the, the controller is made of meat. Yeah, they then, won't. Then, um, I'll be I'll, one of those people camping out, like for a royal wedding. <laughs> but Exactly. But <laughs> Before it goes on the turn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've only got three days. But honestly, what a small world I had a Barnsley chop. For lunch this morning. Oh, fine. I'm on, I'm so embarrassed. I, I hope know. You don't see her I'm, again. She, imagine what she's telling people about. You know, you. it's one of those things that when I look back on it, I can make my can actually make my cheeks go a bit red just thinking about it. <laughs> if it gets cold in it, I might be glad of that. The best of Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. What's my big discovery of the week? You know when a thing happens and you think, oh, you know, they, they say that every day is a school day. When you learn something and you thought, oh, man, I've been wrong all my life about this and now I have at last seen the truth of it. Mm. I was 100% convinced that a pine martin was a bird. I would have put ten <laughs> grand that a pot. Emily, I can see you. You were with me on that error. Am I right? A hundred percent. Really? Yeah. What? Do, yeah. Oh, typical Pierre. Will know. <laughs> of course, Pierre. Knows. He won't just know. He'll know the latter. He'll know everything no. about this. Yeah, thing. penis martinus. I wish I hadn't said that. <laughs> that was an accident. <laughs> I think you can say that. It's medical. Yeah. You said it with a U. I heard you pronounce the letter exactly, U very clearly. Exactly. Exactly. It was Latin. It was the most Latin thing I've ever said. Well, obviously, not the most Latin thing I've ever said. <laughs> yeah. I say quite a lot on a Sunday morning. I was going to say. Um, yes, a pine martin. I, I, if someone said, that, look, look, there's a pine martin, I'd have looked up. Yeah. As Not into the undergrowth. As long as you didn't try and translate it from the Latin. Yeah. No, I'll, the I'll never do that again. <laughs> I will never do that again. A pine martin can mind its own Latin business. <laughs> what is a pine martin? Oh, I like that I don't know. I want to prolong the ignorance for a bit. Uh, do you? I kind of do. Do you never get that? Well, I feel I've, I'm slightly blown its cover now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's, a, it's a little furry animal. Stout like. Uh, it sounds very up my strata. Yeah. I well, I yes. I think one of its uh 
Well, I know nothing about it other than it doesn't fly. I'm, I'm taking the facts one at a time. Doesn't fly, not a bird. Yeah. Okay. Gobsmacked. Absolute. A bloke said that we're worried on the telly. This is how I found out. So we're worried that a that the the pine martin uh, population has been um, has been reduced. He said, but there's been signs just lately they're coming back. And I thought, well, that's good. They're getting a lot of coverage. Plenty of other birds yeah. struggling. <laughs> what, are you thinking and, who's their PR? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't see as many uh, starlings in the garden as I used to. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, I, I, saw a, I saw there was a documentary about it on, um, on uh, PBS, which was... Uh, Stalin the terror years or something so I don't know if that's what got rid of them <laughs> and um, but anyway uh, yeah then a picture came up and I thought well, I can't even see the Pine Martin there's some stove in the way the Pine Martin has been photobombed by a stoat I mean somebody should have checked this before they brought it up on the television but no it is a furry animal and I like the idea that the first link of the show has been establishing that single fact. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolute Radio. The best of Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Um, I just saw that um, Rishi Sunak's um, slogan is um, ready, ready to Rishi. Ready for Rishi. Ready for Rishi. Let's get ready to Rishi. Now, I'm Let's hoping, get ready I'm Rishi. I'm hoping he's going to sing, Are you ready? Are you ready for Rishi? And then they'll all, all his supporters will go, Yes, I am. <laughs> and they oh, would have man. that kind of accent. Yes. Well, well I'm I can guessing. say that. I don't know. I'm allowed. And less rhythm. I don't no, know. No, they would say it like that. they go, Yes, I don't am. Don't forget the blue wall. <laughs> they might be going, I, I am. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea of a lot of sort of Winchester choristers going, yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, I'd say he's, he likes a video. Yeah. He, might, he might be putting that out there. <laughs> <laughs> but he'd have them, but then he'd have some blokes with whippets. <laughs> yes. But they wouldn't do the yes, I am. They'd go, oh, I. Hey. Just to, just to hey. show that hadn't been completely won over. Yeah, Not, yeah. Let's see how uh, yeah. how the intercity development goes. Yeah. Intercity, inner. Sorry, change the lyric a bit, Frank. They go, I don't mind. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, are you ready for Rishi? Cut to them. Happen. <laughs> um, listen, I've got to tell you something. I um, We listen to a lot of absolute radio in our house, and I'm not just saying that. Mm. I'm not being the company man, but we do. It's on all the time. Yep. My partner in particular never puts the radio off. She loves a bit of Dave Berry. Oh, she loves Dave Berry. And this week, my partner, who um, you've met, Pierre, yes. she has um, that malapropism thing which in case you're not aware of this is not so much saying well she does say the wrong word but she gets um if she tries a proverb or something that obvious she'll say here's an example she didn't actually say this but just like she'll say well she's going to hell in a handlebar yes exactly it's always something well i'll give you an actual one she was on about some bloke who'd done some um been caught out in a lie at work (laughs) and she said he just looked up like a goldfish in the headlights Yeah, that's Pete Cat. It's a bit Quiddick. Yeah. <laughs> but um, this week, um, 
We, uh, we, we, I, mean, I don't know what the subject was, but some subject cropped up, and she said, oh, yeah, they were talking about that on Shane and Richie. <laughs> <laughs> which is... <laughs> Which I was supposed to be Bush and Richie, but have been turned into an Alfie Moon sort of uh, split personality <laughs> thing. Um, so I know now I will think of them as Shane and Richie Shane and forever. Richie. <laughs> think of them? I'm never calling them anything else. And I like the idea that Shane and Richie's got enough personality for just to be spread into two yeah, presenters. Very emotional documentary about him. <laughs> Yeah. Was it Shane who said that, or was it Richie? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and but he's got that pop star rock and roll thing, and also a cheeky chappy and an actor. Oh, you know. I'm seeing it more as a documentary about trying to find out what happened, in which Lionel Richie investigates what happened to the second series of Shane. Oh, <laughs> that would be yeah. That would be good. <laughs> yeah, I like Lionel Richie as a as a detective. Well, you do now. He's so obsessed by Shane. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he's he's still around, is he, Lionel? He's, he's, he's still very I'm much glad, around. Glad yeah. to hear that. What's your favourite Lionel Richie song? I like uh, Hello. I'd, obviously, I don't know any of his stuff. Do you dance on the ceiling? No, I don't like that stuff. It's got to be dance. If he, if he did do a documentary, you know that the whoever sort of wrote the interstitial bits would be would be all the puns. Or all the kind of like crowbarring in the titles of his song. On the ceiling. Yeah, but, yeah, and I wasn't dancing on the ceiling <laughs> when I realised that, you know. Yeah. That sort of thing. If, if, if it, yeah. If it was about like his, his breakdown, it'd be like dancing on the feeling. Yes, yeah. Or something like that. The only, my only objection to that song is I don't like songs where there's enforced party noises in the background. Like, woo! Yeah. I can't bear that. You're not in a party, you're at a studio. Yeah. Okay. All the worst to play a song like that in a sort of massive empty room. <laughs> if really he underlines a, the contrast. If he, did a, if he did a documentary about getting boils when you're on um, the International Space Station called Lansing on the ceiling. Oh, God. <laughs> Come on, weightlessness, boils. Of all, how often do you hear those two mixed together? I'm still reeling from interstitial. <laughs> the best of Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Now, I was telling you, so I saw something on uh, BBC Breakfast this morning which um, made me have a bit of a chuckle. Yeah. And now, I don't know the names of these particular presenters, but there's always a, a man and a, a woman on there. And the woman, I don't she's like a very sort of, the, if like a head girl kind of a... Um. She's the head girl that you're secretly in love with, but you're too frightened to tell her because she might hit you with a hockey stick. She's got that kind of thing. Yeah. And they had a, a, a man being interviewed who was in um, Belfast, not the place, but the film. Uh. The, oh, the, yeah, the Kenny Ken, Branagh. Kenny Branagh. Ken Branagh. Has done this. And they had him talking about, you know, the film and how great it was to make it and, uh, and, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then he came back to the studio and the guy said to the head girl, he said, um, have you seen uh, Belfast? She said, yeah, not for me, really. Didn't like it. <laughs> 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 oh my god! She said it was sort of. I didn't love it, but it was you know, you know the kid was good. I thought, wow, respect to Mondo. You know, it's this the, the Mark Commode. Um, yeah. She's broken the Mark Commode, yeah, as in mode. Yeah. yeah, but I had this great moment of uh, yeah, no. not really. God. Yeah. 
Someone's tearing their hair out in a PR department somewhere. Well, I don't know if she can stop it now. It's a bit of a... It's already on its trajectory to, to success, isn't Well, it's it? not mm. something you expect of BBC Breakfast, which is why, why I like her. I too. think the trouble is with getting up early in the morning is you don't know quite what you're saying. Yes. I was on BBC Breakfast and Bill Turnbull said to me, you've done some terrible jokes, haven't you? And he rattled off these subjects. And I said, yeah. (laughs) I just... And he went... Uh, and then there was a, it's just completely, and I just, I was, I was just tired. I was tired. If you like, if you like, I did those jokes. And uh, yeah, that was, so it sort of got me. If I tried to defend it, it probably wouldn't become a bigger thing. Yeah. But um, for not that time of the morning. You were so tired that you automatically followed the, the sort of aristocratic never apologise, never explain. <laughs> no, it wasn't even that. Yeah. I was, yeah. I, yeah. Just, I was just, um, yeah. just fact checking. <laughs> Did you count them off on your fingers? <laughs> as you were, as you I like you've done some terrible jokes. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, that's right, Bill. <laughs> uh, uh, coming up next. <laughs> exactly. And now how to make the perfect plan. <laughs> Um, do you do? I tell you what I like though. I like the uh, the brunch one. What's that one? Sunday brunch. Oh yeah, I like that one. Sunday brunch. What is the uh, the advice they always always say to you? The same thing on Sunday brunch. You have to do a photo for the PR. Oh and yeah. The oh. photographer always says, um, "Not holding a knife, please." <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. In case of future. Future just, revelations. Just, um, just, it's not, not good for the show. Could be, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> making light of blah, blah. Oh, God. And where do they stand on forks? Well, they, I, I, they never mentioned uh, forks. As long as you don't hold them overhand above your head. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> like a trident. They're okay. No, so, um, good to know. This is the best of Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Okay. Outside. We've had a few. Okay. Outside Outside world tweets, we've had a few. But not too few to mention, I Do you know, that puts me off people a bit. What? When their song... I mean, it's late to be put off them, but if they choose as... Let's call it their final song, My Way. Mm. I told you my My Way embarrassment, didn't I? I I, I, An ex-girlfriend and I went to see Robbie Williams live. Mm-hmm at um, some big arena gig mm. and he sang My Way and I said to her, come on, he's, I love Robbie, he's got a great voice but he can't be doing My Way, that's ridiculous. And at the end he said, I'd like to dedicate that to Frank Skinner that was in the audience tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet you felt such a git. I felt a git beyond git. Did you? Post git. Oh, I like... Git plus. I like Beyond Git. Because that be your new autobiography? Um, no, I don't think I've ever truly got beyond it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. So, und, und, as they say in uh, Germany. Well, speaking of trick or treating mm. and your your bird, your new burden, Frank. Your, your oh, I thought you were going to say your new bird. I thought it was going to be a bit nineties. Oh, no. I was going to say, can't say that. Uh, the bowl of sweets by the front door. Mm. Oh. Are they still there? Well, some of them are. I've eaten most of them. It's like know? it's like the holy water bowl when you go in and out of church. <laughs> Have you got any of the uh, the lipsticks? Um, what are they? I said grandfather clock ticking. I'm Sorry, I'm, I was just kicking the uh, lower <laughs> section of my stool. Listen, I don't do that. 
Uh, yeah, it's it does, not. It does it's lend not a, great. a drawing it's room atmosphere to the. It sounds like someone's about to say, "Come." <laughs> Pierre always performs um, in a velvet jacket, of course, and if I you're do. aware of that. It's the sort of noise you'd expect... Oh, he collects the bits. <laughs> yeah. Frank, it's the sort of noise you'd expect to hear in the drawing room of the gentleman who said to my father, fellow noticed me things. Yes. <laughs> OK. Oh, so helpful. I do apologise. Uh, well, Pierre was talking and I interrupted. Well, as a, as a, a sweet aficionado, Frank, mm. did you see the news that there will be, this Christmas, no bounties... In the celebrations. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you something about this, is that there was a lot of bounties in the um, trick-or-treat this year. When oh, yeah. I walk past that bowl, it's like walking past a 1980s version of the body shop. The smell <laughs> of coconut coming from it. <laughs> and, yeah, so... And, and I had a bounty out of the bowl, and it was, you know, when... Um, Frank, that's really annoying. I'm sorry, I'm trying to wait to put my face. <laughs> yeah, but um, don't you've got some Dave Allen affair going on around there? Yeah, anyway. So um I forgot what I was saying now. You were talking about the bounty. Oh yeah, so I had a bounty I had a bounty out, out of the, the trick or treat bowl. And you know when chocolate I believe the term is oxidizes. It's got <laughs> yes. that. It's, it's not got, got the white bits. Yeah, it's oh. gone. It's gone sort of grey on the outside. So that is, I think, someone has had those, well, oh, let's get rid of those bounties. So I did wonder oh. then yeah. is if, there's, if there's an anti-bounty thing. Um, but I, am, I'm, I was uh, shocked. I, I mean, everyone's saying, well, you know, this is just a publicity stunt and everyone's talking about it and that's great for them. Well, I mean, like, celebrations need advertising. Mm. And also, my advertising for them is I shall never buy celebrations again. (laughs) (laughs) And I urge you all to join me in that boycott. Because um, I think it was Mark Twain who said, uh, whenever you find yourself on the side of the majority, it is time to pause and reflect. (laughs) And this idea that people don't like who... Who are these people who don't like bounties? Well, they're saying it's young people. Oh. So it's now... I mean, after another seven flavours they can have. But I've, it's now got to the stage... What about Grandma? <laughs> I'll be all right. It's now got to the stage... <laughs> Yes. You can't even dig your hand in for a chocolate treat without someone saying, OK, boomer... Just because uh, of the chocolate you chose. Is that chose. right? Oh, That's what they wow. say to us, Frank. I think it's the worst... <laughs> if it is a marketing trick, which it obviously is, it's the worst marketing decision since we were introduced to the man behind the Go Compare <laughs> opera singer. And he is now in the advert... What, we want to see behind the scenes of the Go Compare man? No. <laughs> No, we don't want we don't want the making of go compare. Thanks very much. It's apocalypse now. Oh, it's the worst idea. The best of Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. We're talking about the bounty, Frank. Yes. And they are saying thirty-nine percent of people wanted them banished. Hence the trial removal. I don't like the trial. They keep referring to it as the trial, like some sinister Kafka experiment. (laughs) Can I remind you when 48% Mm. of people um, 
wanted to remain in the EU. Yeah. Um, of course that didn't happen because 52... In other words, 52% of the people who voted wanted to leave. That was that. 39%. When did that win? What is it? Well, exactly. GCSEs? <laughs> I think 40% is the pass. I didn't even make a GCSE pass. CSE grade two is what 39% is. And now they're going to act on that by removing the bounty. I'm unhappy about it. I like bounties. Justice for the 60%, Frank. I'm a fan of bounties, I have to yes. say. Are you? Mm. OK, boomer. Yeah. Um, Frank, that's I, I don't good like news. It. That's good news that Pierre likes the bounty. I'm, I'm a man out of time. Look, first they came <laughs> for the lime barrels and I did oh. not speak out. <laughs> and now it's the bounties. I tried to... I, I, as This will come as no surprise to you, Frank, having spent so much time in a car with me. I immediately researched the bounty. Of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> did you come across the verb... Or is it an adjective? Enrobed. That is absolutely oh. what I was about to bring up. Yes. So, hang on, what? So, the chocolate casing, is that, do they use the term enrobed? I've seen it used for other bars. Ah. Really? It, enrobement is a, 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 a chocolatey uh, yeah, um, jargon. It's quite papal. Enrobed. It's quite it papal. I was going to say, they're, they're, they're an inch away from saying it has chocolate raiment. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> I wish they'd said that. <laughs> there are a whole host of words in the chocolate world. I've never really... You know when you read the uh, the menu on a box of chocolates? I've always thought, how safe do you have to be in life to read the menu of a box? Just have a chocolate. If you don't like it, spit it yes, out. Yes. How wrong People can it People saying, go? oh, I'm not sure. And it's tough on it. We don't know what they are anyway. Oh, yeah, I, I'm making a decision based on it being Montelimar. Well, what is it? What is that? I've never What's been... Praline? That's why... Fondant. <laughs> That's why I favour the roses. Oh. I know they're a bit 1970s pensioner, but hear me out, because I think... That's they... my catchment area. <laughs> <laughs> I find them more descriptive. Mm. That's where you get golden barrel uh. and such like. And hazelnut swirl and things mm. like that. But Zillion they, darkness they, they have as well. They ditched my favourite as well. Did they? What was your favourite? Which was the purple one that had like a... a it's a big... Um, it's purple wrapper and it had... Um, inside, it looked... It had a texture on the surface of the... It wasn't enrobed. It was... Um, <laughs> it's it like, like a shell. Knot? And it had a knot in it. That made me sick. How can you... Why would you want to come across that? Look, there are some people in my life, and I thought of this when I was at Comic-Con, we're outsiders. <laughs> we don't follow the herd. We have our individual tastes. And the idea that that be eradicated, in an age where we celebrate difference, the bounty's going to be removed because 39% don't like it. Mm. Everything is wrong about it. I, like I say, I will never um, buy these again. <laughs> and um, Never buy these again? I won't. This is it for me. Uh, and some of the ones that's got through, like Twix, Twix remains, no. Bounty goes, and Twix, it's a biscuit. It's a biscuit. What about Malteser teaser? That makes me ill. I don't mind a Malteser no, teaser. No, it's Malteser tea. What? Do you understand what that is? Yes. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know my way. Strangest argument we've ever had. I know my way around the celebrations. I like a Maltese. I don't mind a Twix. You know, I don't. I don't mind a Twix. I think a Twix is rubbish. Yeah, basically, I agree. Um, I think it's. This, I think it's deliberate. It's, it's giving two fingers to the public uh, in a very real way. <laughs> um, Snickers. But my view. I d- all right, but what I, what I don't think there's eight varieties. So when I get them, I think, well, I won't have those. I'll have these. I don't think I don't like those. So I want those to not be in the box yeah. anymore because I don't like them. What kind of attitude is that? Yeah, a bit gittish maybe. I mean, look at the TV ratings. Look at how many good programs are in the top ten, mm. and then. Look back at the 39%. Think again. (laughs) The best of Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. I was telling my associates and you all about uh, my day at the Royal Variety performance, um, where I was gradually getting more ill and more ill as the day went on. To the point where I said to George Ezra, you must must know some... uh, Things for a throat. Yeah. Um, you said that to George Ezra. Yeah, he's very approachable, George Ezra. Well, very... you, just, you must know some things. No, I said George. I said George. Extraordinary my, introduction. My, my throat's killing me. I said you must know. So you're a singer. He said I work with a woman, and she used to swear by wearing wet socks for a sore throat. I said George, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> He said, I, I, didn't, I didn't get it, but she, she, yeah, she used to wear them like on the you must tour have bus. You were having a sort of fevered vision. <laughs> yeah, exactly. George Ezra <laughs> mumbling to you. And then we, we discussed um, uh, Tom... I'd seen Tom Jones, um, an audience with Tom Jones, and George Ezra said, yeah, he likes a vocal zone. I said, he does. <laughs> he, um, she said, he said, I've, I've seen him like shoving them in, in the yeah. tops of his gums. Um, when it's, and when I saw him doing the thing, he had about 20 during the recording, the uh, Tom the Jones thing. Anyway, so that was that. Was that. Um, I'm name dropping a bit. It's hard not to when you're at the Royal Variety performance because <laughs> they're all out. So we went out for the dress rehearsal. Um, we were singing Three Lions and I was... Um, I've sang some bad versions of it, but it was honestly like... It was, that was how it came out. And I looked across, and uh, I, I looked across at the orchestra. I thought they'll be mocking me. And who was sitting in the box seat? Who was it? Dave Arch. Oh, shut up! Dave Arch, the king of Strictly. So oh. I went over and I said, Dave, I'm such a massive... He goes, oh, no, come on. I said, honestly, you're a legend, you know. I said, we're talking about you on the radio. He said, oh, come on. He was really sort of... I said, I really want a photo, but I don't have my camera with me. I said, I'm just... So I just sort of, you know, I... Um, we shook hands and stuff. So he's probably ill now. And um, he was all right last night, so I could tell. Um, but... Um, I thought it was an interesting thing, sort of spiritual selfie. I just sort of stood by him, and I thought I'll carry that in my heart instead of my yeah. instead well, of Frank, my what phone. What should we call Dave Archfans? Can we think? And of we one? can't do this all day because I'm going to name a <laughs> I lot didn't of say things. All day. I did not say all okay. day. I said Dave Arch. Okay. Um, well, I don't know what we're going to call him. Okay. Architects. Lovely. Uh, oh, okay. I, I thought that wasn't a million miles away from. Uh, Chivalry. <laughs> <laughs> One of my 
all-time lows. Absolute Radio. The best of Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. So Ross Buchanan played uh, three lines. It's coming home for Christmas, I think it's called. And the driver turned and said, uh, so uh, that's some more money for you. Oh. <laughs> that's what they all... It's always the money. <laughs> but then Ross Buchanan, about... Ten minutes later, said, right, now I'm going to play my first Christmas song of the year. And I thought, hold on. So anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to get in touch with him about it. Oh, I'm sure he'll look forward to that. No, he's, he's a very <laughs> lovely fellow. So what else happened at the Royal Well, Royal you know what usually happens? I, I, I struggled, I croaked through, um, I mean, really was in physical pain singing three lines, but got through it. I did... Um, get to play ukulele um, with Chic, and um, um, Niall Rogers and and Sam Ryder. And Sam Ryder, I've got to say, is beyond the nicest man you could ever meet in your life. I wanted to just... Oh, I want to move into a commune with him and Becky Hill. (laughs) Anyway... (laughs) Well, not everyone I met was nice. Then we have our royal um, thing. Now, um, it was um, Prince Edward and um, Sophie Wessex, as she's called. I think the Earl and Countess of Wessex and Forfar is their official title, which must be they given all the other, the older siblings, all the good places like Wales. And then they say, um, right, so... A fictional, uh, not fictional, we'll have a, an Anglo-Saxon <laughs> kingdom that doesn't exist anymore <laughs> and uh, a League Division, Scottish League Division 2 football club. That's for you two. Um, <laughs> Mum, that's it. <laughs> what I like about Forfar is it sounds very much what an aristocrat would call a grandparent or a parent. Jacob yeah. Reed yes. Small guy, like, yeah. Forfar. Forfar. Yeah, all right, aristocrat <laughs> laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we lined up, and you know they all they all come. Um, they you wait for them, and they come and say something. So um, it's the modern world. So Sophie Sophie led the way, and and bear in mind I'd had a really hard day, and I'd battled on like a trooper. So she comes up, and um, me and Dave, and she says, um, "Well, don't give up your day job." <laughs> <laughs> no, this is not. This is not how the royal walk thing works. And, What's her um, job? And what we honestly said, um, "Pardon." And it was like, "No, you're supposed. To, it's supposed to be just banal compliments." Yeah. Not well done. And um, I said, "Well, it was. Uh, was it that bad?" And she said, "Well, you know, I could tell. You know, it's not what you do." And I said. Um, Oh, she's got the well, line. So right, well, normally she? we're like, you know, co- comics. She said, "Yeah, but you're you're on screen, aren't you? You're not used to a live crowd." I said, "Well, we've done we've done a bit of live <laughs> stuff, you know, stand up and stuff." But she's sticking with it. She oh. said, "Yeah, but you haven't done anywhere the size of this." I said, "Look, I did the Palladium <laughs> last Sunday," and I thought she looked at me like. You're not supposed to be arguing. I don't think you're supposed to be arguing with me. You're supposed to just nod. It was a really, like, awkward thing. And then he comes over, um, Edward... Punches you in the face. 
Oh, it's, it, it won't be as good as that, but I'll tell you after this. The best of Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I don't know if this is old age, the fact I was ill or the fact it was Prince Edward, but um, I can't remember the first... He, the first thing he said to me, I said, oh, well, that's a good review, because that was also, like, quite a negative thing about our performance. But um, I can't remember what it was. If David Baddiel's listening, he might remind me. But he went on to say that a lot of people think that he is uh, Charles's son, not oh. his brother. Oh. And as he was telling me, I thought, I've never in my life met anyone who thinks that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, fine. And, uh, <laughs> and then, I don't know, I mean, don't get me wrong, they were, they were sort of, you know... They were nice. I think what's happened is they don't really do this stuff much. And they're a bit... Um, they've been a bit reduced in numbers for various reasons. Mm-hmm. And so they're being pulled out to do this. And it's a bit of a skill just talking to someone for 10 minutes and not upsetting them. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a bit where it just... It just died, the He's... conversation. <gasps> which it never happens with the Royals. It just died. died and there was a... A moment which probably was three seconds and felt like ten minutes. <laughs> and he said, um, "So, things are well." And I thought, "No, come on." Um, and in the end, I started to think, "Oh, I wanted to put my arm around him a bit." I think it's, I think it's tough. Well, if you're not match fit either. Yeah. No, exactly. Rust, I mean, rusty off the bench. That's it. They've been called off. It's like when the goal, the reserve goalie comes off. <laughs> now, you know what I mean? You're like, he wasn't even expecting it. I'll wear my gloves. <laughs> oh, man. You so, didn't, you didn't yeah. see Prince Edward and his sort of uh, waterproofs and trackies jogging on the spot. No. Just... It was. Um... Oh. Yes. How did, he, how did he round things off? Did he, did, was he a good finisher? I think he was just. It just spat on the floor it, it and stormed off. Glad to <laughs> yeah, he just slapped me across. The, yeah, no. Poked you with she his cane actually, in the arm. Uh, she was... Um, also, I got a bit distracted when he was talking to us. Is that? Do you remember I told you, think back, I went to Gifford Circus and there was two women who hung by their hair from from high, do you remember me telling you about that? And I was fascinated. I took photos so that I could sort of, you know, when you do that thing and make your picture go bigger on your phone, yeah. to see if I could see any connection that was faking it. Mm. But the bigger I, it went, the more it was just someone hanging by their hair. It's incredible. So I was very keen to go and speak to them, and they were in the lineup later on, but they oh, went no, quite quickly. Right. But um, I was talking to Maisie Adam, the comedian, and she said, um, I don't, she didn't know what they did because you don't get to see everyone's act. But she said uh, that they went off, and um, and then they came back into the changing the dressing room later um, with ice packs on their heads. <laughs> So it must really, it must really, really hurt the hair switch. Oh, man, they must be tearing away their scalps. Do you think there was a chance that the ice packs were just having spoken to Sophie Wessex? 
Oh, I feel bad now about Southgate. It was, you know, I, I, I was rubbish, and they were, like I say... It's a bit insensitive having hair-based acts, though. <clears throat> I'm just saying. Why? There are people present who maybe that's not. I I think um, you don't you wouldn't want hair if you saw someone uh, with an ice pack on their head because their hair was hurting so much. Oof. Oh, did Edward talk to everyone then? Oh yeah, they oh. Went, they did the full rounds. I'm sure it went well everywhere. Maybe I was just I don't know. Oh anyway, that was it. This is the best of Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, I would mm. like to formally thank you for my wonderful Christmas present, which you gave me this morning. It was, uh, I mean, very simply, it's Brian Blessed's autobiography, <laughs> and it's go. called Absolute Pandemonium. <laughs> yes. Which I would love him to do that show. I'd love him to do that, yeah, that would be a great show on here. And then what he's, <laughs> what he's done, i tell you what Brian's done, what he's done, he's, some might say rather unnecessarily... He's got a little subtitle. Yes. And he's put in, uh, obviously in block in caps, block caps, my louder than life story. Well, I, as I said, I wondered if the whole book might be in block capitals <laughs> to suggest shouting. But um, he, he hasn't done that. He's gone lowercase. There's nothing lowercase about Brian Blessed, is there? No. I'm so excited. Some of the pictures, I mean, there are some fabulous, a lot of Mark Antony with a lot of makeup, heavy theatre makeup on. Oh, fabulous. Um, it's going to be good. Thank you so much. Mon pleasure. Meanwhile, <clears throat> I, uh, I turned to get the title of my book, but the philosophy of, um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's a Bob Dylan book about mm. philosophy of modern song. I can't see the title yeah. for me. It was one of those great moments when I saw it in a shop and I thought I'm going to treat myself to that and I didn't get it and then someone has bought it for me. Resulta Mondo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here's the thing. You know what? This happens to me. You might not know about this, Pierre, unless it came up in the van. But um, every now and again, I am struck as if anew by the fact... It's always test cricket... I got up a couple of days ago and uh, Test Cricket, live from Pakistan, was on my television. And I have this, I would say to my partner, what about that? Actually, that's actually happening in Pakistan now. We can see it here. And look, and I, I, this time I, I embroidered it. I said, and look, there's snow outside. <laughs> and we can see what's happening in Pakistan. And it really, I'm not, it really excites me. Oh, I'm so Exhilar- I'm going to say exhilarates. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe it. It's... Bringing that old catchphrase back. <clears throat> that I do believe it, wasn't it? Oh, yes, was it? Um, I um, I had another realisation this week. Mm. I went to Ryman's, which is one of my favourite days out. Mm. Where else did you go, B-Japs? Um, 1972 uh, did you go to? I love stationery, though, in all its manifestations. Mm. And I bought... Um, they had some big four colours originals. Sure. Now, you know the ones I mean, the, the, the biro <laughs> with a slide, so you can write. Now, I do a lot of colour coding in my stand-up writing, so I'll write in black, and then I'll go through and underline some stuff in blue, and then some stuff gets red. Mm. Hang on, what do you mean with a slide? You are, so you've got four colours in the same pen. Yeah. yeah. You must remember this, oh, baby. Oh, Yes. Yeah. 
And I saw this thing. There was a three-pack, I'll be straight with you. And I thought, hold on, I could... I could just have one pen in my pocket instead of having to have a black one, a blue one and a red one. And I've got green as a as a bonus. And it was like a moment of, oh, my God. And <laughs> <laughs> thought of that. So I bought a three-pack and it had, uh, it had two um, big four-colour originals. And one I haven't even tried yet because I'm so excited. I don't want to rush you. A big four-colour pro. <laughs> Oh. What does that do? <laughs> what does that do? No training that wheels that on thought, this pen. Thought <laughs> transfer. <this> baby. <laughs> Maybe I just think green and it, I, the slide slowly goes down. Oh. <laughs> but what does the pro do that the um, original doesn't do? Are you ready for the pro, though? Do you think? Well, when do I try the pro? I'm putting it off and putting it off. <laughs> Build a day of recovery. And it's black, the pro. Is it? Yeah, it's like a night. What sort of nib size Night are we? Pen. What nib size are we talking? Nib. <laughs> nib. Have you mistaken me for Charles Dickens? The Biro. Sorry. So, do you dispense with it's a the ball? Operated by. Nib? A, it's a ball operated. I mean, it's a ball, but I would still call the tip the nib. Are we are not allowed to refuse no, nib? No, 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 it's not a nib. Um. Just standard. I don't know what it is on the pro. It might flare out into like a you know those you know those brushes that you see jazz drummers using. It might have something like. Who knows what the pro will be? I'm, I'll, I'll have to tell you after the holidays if I've if I've if I've dared to try it by then. I'm really expecting. If anyone, if, if, if there's a stationary enthusiast who knows what the uh, big four color pro does that the big four color original does, and I'm happy to, uh, I'm happy to have my um, joy anticipated. The best of Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Uh, so last week, uh, no, it was two weeks ago. In fact, um, uh, you'd been discussing. What the best underwater remake of an yes, existing thing? Yeah. Things that normally are on dry land but get done underwater, like yes. chess, was my example. Yes. Mm. And uh, Matthew Richardson uh, has tweeted the show saying, underwater hockey. Oh. Apparently, is a thing. Or it's also known as octopush. Wow. Sorry, is that based on Sean Connery trying to say <laughs> half of the film Roger Moore was in? <laughs> Very fine. Or is it someone coaching a uh, octopus giving birth? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be quite a sight for some eyes. Well, wouldn't it though? Eh? When which legs are going to open? Do you like <laughs> octopi? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's the best response. I don't. To that they're, they're, they're disgusted. They're really the most vile-looking creatures I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Anyway, um... <laughs> there's no, you can't leave me anyway. <laughs> no, disgusting. There's nothing about them that I like. Their eyes are in, like, the wrong place. And there's soccer things. Ink? Ink? I mean, what's going on? <laughs> ink? <laughs> Who takes ink out as a defence? <laughs> Your dad. Who's Charles Dickens made a (laughs) (laughs) Frank, 
And also distinguish yourself from a squid. I have no idea which is which. And it, you know, get a, it's like when you're doing uh, shopping at the supermarket. Put the separator there so we know where the squid ends and the octopus. Where are the begins. eyes, Frank? Are they on the top of the head? Where are they indeed? And that sort of pointed, it's like a beak they've got. I'm so disgusted. They've got like a pointed opening beak thing. Yeah, it looks like they could hold a sheet of newspaper or something if they needed to. Maybe a note if it was an octopus football match. (laughs) The animal kingdom is being taken down. You did pine martins the other week. Yeah, I've got nothing against pine martins, but man. I tell you what, I'm not overly fond of anything in the sea. Really? Yeah. Do you know what? I've never seen eye to eye with these people. Whenever I go in there, I just... You know what I think? You're all right. You can have it. Yeah. You're welcome to your aquatic adventures. It's... uh, it's, um, It's exactly the sort of approach that Aquaman and Prince Namor are looking for from us land lobbers. But, Frank, they've always got weird eyes. They've got all... Oh, the deeper you get, the worse they get, that's right. Because <laughs> there's no... the teeth? There's no mirrors down there, clearly. <laughs> Would it kill them to clean their teeth? Have you seen the teeth on these things? <laughs> I, don't, I don't even want to think about For queer eye, we'll get, we'll get queer eye onto the <laughs> underwater I kingdom. I saw a fish... I mean, not in real life, because I would never have gone down that deep, because I know what they look like down there massive mouth with these disgusting teeth exactly get a bit get a bit bit closer you know the aquapoise lamp fishes get a bit closer to one of them and have a look at yourself this is blobfish shaming stay down there fine it's dark if you're gonna come up Found the aquapoise fish and just said, how, how do I look? Does my beak look big in this? Says the octopus. Anyway, um, I, don't think, I don't think we saw that conversation coming. <laughs> Thank you for listening to us this morning. Steve, it's great to see you. Thank you. As ever. You too. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back. Well, I hope the creeks don't rise with those <laughs> monsters in it. We'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. The best of Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio.